Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. We are in an amazing series on the Psalms. If you've missed any of this series, you can go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. You can watch the whole series. Today, Psalms that talk about Messiah. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. It's going to be an exciting study pointing to Jesus, our awesome Savior. So welcome to Hope Sabbath School and welcome to the team. Good to be together again. We're glad you're here. I love studies that point to Jesus, don't you? Amen. In fact, Jesus said all of the scripture points to him, but we'll look at some Psalms that do that today. And we've got some team members remotely. Sabina, good to have you with us again. Always glad you're here. Travis, always glad to have you here with us. And Trisha Lee, great to have you back. We're just so excited to have a broader representation through our remote team members. And we're excited that you're here with us. And we've got a special guest today who wants to remind you about a gift we have for you during this series. So I want to invite my wife, Bodil. Yes, I'm excited to see my wife here on the set. And Bodil, I know you're executive producer and you compose the songs that we sing, but we have a special gift during this series. Right. Would you like to share it? So the special gift is a selection of six scripture songs from the Psalms. And um, one of them is the theme song for this time. And also I just, there's one in there in Psalm 47, no, 27, 27. Right? It says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. So it's a beautiful promise, and we'd like you to have it. And um, yeah, in your time of need, you can remember the words. Thanks so much. Wow, my heart was touched just hearing that. Go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the free gift tab, a collection of six trilogy scripture songs. Thank you, for Bodil, for making those available for us. Wow, isn't the word of God powerful? I was just hearing that, and my heart was touched. I have a tear in my eye. Wait on the Lord. Amen. Be of good courage, and he'll strengthen your heart. Praise God. Amen. Well, we're always happy to hear from you, our Hope Sabbath School members around the world. And here's just a few emails we've received recently. You can write to us at sshope at hopetv.org. You say, Derek, you don't need to hear from me. But actually, we do, because we're encouraged, aren't we, yes. when we see what God does. This is someone watching, Sheila, watching on YouTube. Uh, by the time this goes broadcasting, we'll have more than 100,000 followers on our YouTube channel. And that's not that long ago that we went onto YouTube. So praise God. Sheila's one of them. And she says, thank you, Hope Sabbath School, for making the Bible clearer and easier to understand. Oh, Amen. Amen. That's why we do what we do, right? Mm -hmm. I learned so much from these studies. The testimonies are a great encouragement, strengthen my faith, and boost my hope. Amen. God bless you all for this amazing program. And I love what Sheila says at the end. Glory to God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sheila. Thanks to all of you who are part of our YouTubers <laughs> watching Hope Sabbath School on our YouTube channel. Well, Edson writes to us from Uganda. Mm -hmm. And Edson says, I like the introductory part where you read the messages from believers all around the world. 
I think it's worth a mention because we are reminded, writes Edson, that we are a worldwide family. Amen. Amen. The testimonies are proof that God is using Hope Sabbath School to impact lives. Amen. Well, Edson, thank you for taking the time to write to us from Uganda. And uh, here's a note from a donor couple in Florida, here in the United States. And uh, a husband writes and says, My wife and I have had a savings account which keeps being replenished by the Lord's blessings. Amen. <laughs> we want to share it with your ministry. Amen. This money is after our tithes and our offerings and our bills and our expenses. Mm. It's a fun experience to find each year that we have new funds in our savings account <laughs> that we can distribute to God's work. Amen. So enclosed is a gift for another year. May the Lord bless you in all that you do for Him and a donation of $1,000 Amen. to bless the ministry of Hope Sabbath School around the world. Thank you, donor couple. You know who you are. But that's an inspiration. Someone says, well, I think I'm going to dedicate a savings account to God and see what He does with it, right? Amen. Maybe He can bless in unusual ways and uh, you can find joy. You can go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. You can find an address if you want to send a gift or click on the donate button and be part of this great miracle. Amen. Helping people prepare for the coming of Jesus. Well, one last note from Jolene in California, mm -hmm. here in the United States of America. And she writes and says, thank you all for what you do for the Lord mm. and for others. Amen. Hope Sabbath School was my husband John's favorite program. Mm. Mine as well. We both watched it together for years and were extremely blessed. John passed away recently mm. at age 90. Wow. Mm. Trusting in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yes. Trusting in Him even though he went through six years of terrible nerve pain. Mm. As I continue to view Hope Sabbath School, mm. I will lift you up as a team. Mm. May our gracious God continue to bless each one and also the many viewers around the world. And may the Lord greatly multiply viewers through your work. Amen. Well, I want to say, Jolene, thanks for writing. And the day is coming soon when you will see your beloved John again. Amen. There's no greater joy than to hear he died trusting in the Lord. Amen. 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 We're glad you're all part of our Hope Sabbath School family. Write to us at sshope at hopetv.org. Encourage not only the team here, but viewers around the world through your testimony. Right now, we need to hear you sing. Yes, one of the six Trilogy Scripture songs is our theme song. One of the six that we're giving to you is our theme song. And it says, oh, give thanks to the Lord. You say, Derek, I know it. Well, let's sing it together.
I'm excited as we pray that Jesus can be lifted up because there are prophecies in the Psalms that point to Messiah who's to come. Mm. Amen. So let's pray the Holy Spirit will guide us in our study today. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for our Hope Sabbath School family around the world. We've just heard from some of them, but I pray even maybe someone watching for the very first time today that you would bring revelation of your immeasurable, unfailing love, that you would help us to see the prophecies all pointing, as Jesus would later say, to Him as the Savior of the world. May the Holy Spirit bless each one as we study today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, we're going to start with one of the most famous of the Scripture songs in the collection that we call the Psalms. Mm. And Brittany, I'm wondering if you would read that for us, Psalm 23. Now, these are all songs, I wish we knew all the tunes, right? <laughs> so some people even today are writing new tunes, and there are some very famous Psalms that have been put to music by famous composers too. But here's one, and let's hear what this says about Messiah who will come. Sure. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Now, the theme obviously is the Lord, and I have a New King James. I don't know if some of you have other translations, but whenever in the New King James, all of the letters of Lord are capitalized, mm -hmm. that's the Hebrew word, Yahweh, 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 which means I am. Remember mm -hmm. Moses, what's your name? I am that I am, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the personal name of God. And he says, Yahweh is, is my shepherd. Mm -hmm. 
Now, there are, Puya, other places in the Psalms that speak about the shepherd. Mm. Can you think of one that, that you'd like to read to us? Maybe Psalm 28. Okay. Mm. Psalm 28. And uh, will you be reading verse, verse 9? Verse 9. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to emphasize then it's not just this one scripture song okay. that speaks about mm-hmm. the Lord being a shepherd. Yes, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Psalm 28, verse 9. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Shepherd them also and bear them up forever. Hmm. So this shepherd, and there's other psalms like Psalm 100, where the sheep of your pasture. Hmm. The shepherd here, the imagery is not just of protection, Hmm. right? But of what? Caring. Save. 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 Right? Caring them. So as you think about this as Savior, well, who is the Savior? Mm. It's Messiah. Mm -hmm. Mm. Go forward now, do a little scan of your knowledge of the Scriptures in the Gospels. Where do we see Jesus recognizing Himself as the Good Shepherd? Mm. Sabina, can you think of somewhere in the Gospels where Jesus identifies Himself as the one prophesied in this ancient scripture song. I surely do, Derek, and that's in the book of John. Uh, maybe if you'd like, I can read that for us. That's Jesus speaking on the book of John, chapter 10. Okay, would you uh, from verses, read mm-hmm. the first six verses for us, would you? Yes, I'll do that. So I'll be reading from the New King James Version, and that's what the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 1 to 6 says. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he had spoken to them. So do they immediately go, oh, he's the Messiah, Samuel, Mm -hmm. uh, the prophecy, he's... No, they did not make that connection at all. They didn't make the connection, but Trisha Lee, you're going to help us make the connection, please, as we read on, because Jesus becomes much more specific. Mm-hmm. We're still in John 10, as uh, Sabina pointed us there. John 10, could you read for us verses 7 through 18? Jesus becomes very specific that the prophecy about the Good Shepherd a thousand years earlier is being fulfilled in his life. Reading from the New King James Version. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have a life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. 
but a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. Mm. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Therefore my Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. Mm. Thank you, Trisha Lee. If, if the disciples were listening carefully, mm -hmm. Stephanie, what would they have heard as Jesus, first of all, as Samuel said, they don't understand what he's saying. But now he's speaking. What would they have heard if they listened carefully? If they were listening carefully, then they would have understood that he was their shepherd and he, they would have understood that it was he that was speaking to them okay. as a shepherd. Right? So that he was the fulfillment the of the prophecy, right. Brittany. And he repeats multiple times, yes. I lay my life down for the sheep. I mm -hmm. lay my life down for the sheep. So they would have gotten a little bit of an understanding that Messiah was going to die mm -hmm. rather than rule. Like but the, that was so hard that for them was, to even think uh, yeah. about, right? But you're right if they listen very carefully. Mm. Now, what's this thing about the door? Mm. <laughs> I heard, I don't know, help me. Maybe someone will send me an email. But I heard that the shepherd would sleep in the opening, mm -hmm. mm. that they'd have to get past the shepherd mm. if they were going to hurt the sheep, mm. uh, that, that he is actually the one. Didn't he say, I am the, the way, way, way and the truth, truth and the life? How many can come no one. to the no Father? One except by me. Nobody, right? So there's a lot of imagery here. Uh, what, what, what else do you hear in this powerful teaching of Jesus? Yes, Tricia Lee. I am not familiar with herding, cattle ranching, or shepherding, or any of that, but um, it's my understanding that like a cattle rancher doesn't sleep with the cows, but that shepherds would often stay very close to the flock to keep them safe and protect them. So if they're out in the cold, the shepherd was out in the cold as well. And so it reminds us that Messiah, God, would come and be with us. Mm. That he can always have saved us from afar, but his mission was personal, intimate, and close. And he chose to save us by becoming one of us, by coming close to where we were and experiencing mm. the cold, the night, the dark, the wet, the rain, all of it. And so just that idea of being a good shepherd who is not afraid to be close to those sheep, even if they're smelly or whatever, that reminds me that Messiah was a God, is a God who's personal and saves us, not from a distance, but close. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That, that must be why they, they called him Emmanuel, mm -hmm. right? God, God with us. us. Travis, you had a comment. Yeah, just to build on what Trisha Lee was saying, you, you know, you wonder... Earlier in John, uh, um, John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And now we just, Sabina just read and Trisha Lee read from John chapter 10, where the shepherd is going to die 
And maybe it's easier for us to look and see that the, that the shepherd actually becomes the sheep. He becomes one of us because the shepherd actually becomes the lamb, right. the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. So it's, there's really, um, I mean, we can just see Jesus getting, as Tricia Lee said, very, very personal, mm. um, so personal, in fact, that he takes on humanity and um, lives a righteous life and, and dies the death that we deserve. Beautiful. And of course, you remember the story of the one lost sheep mm-hmm. and the shepherd goes out and looks That's and uh, Trisha Lee talked about getting close and personal. When that shepherd finds that lost sheep, yeah. what does the shepherd do, Gladys? He picks it up, put it on his shoulder and rejoices. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't drag it back or beat it back, no. right? He picks that lost sheep up and puts it on his shoulders. I want to go to one last verse, Pedro, in this chapter, and then I want to talk together about how wonderful it is that we have a good shepherd ourselves. Mm. In that same chapter, Pedro, if you could read, I discovered shortly before my father died that these two verses in John 10, 27 and 28 were his favorite Bible verses. Mm. I didn't know that, but it's very precious to me and I think to many of us, mm-hmm. if you could read John 10, 27 and 28. Definitely. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, John 10, 27 and 28. And it says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. Now, please note again, he's not just protecting. Mm -hmm. He's what? Saving. 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 He's giving eternal life. Back to Psalm 23, and I will dwell in in the the house house of the Lord forever. forever. You see? Mm -hmm. This amazing promise. Well, let's talk about us today. You know, Jesus calls some of his followers sheep, and some he calls lambs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I don't think that's based on age. But maybe some were just getting started following him, and some had followed him for many years. Mm. But what does it mean to you today that the Lord is your shepherd? The one who protects you, yes, but also saves you. Gladys? Well, they say people that know about sheep, of rearing sheep, they say that they are the most stubborn animals and they can follow little flowers and, and lose their path and they don't know how to get back. So knowing that Jesus is my shepherd, I know that I'm like one of those sheep that keep losing my way and he brings me back. And I just love the fact that, like you said earlier, he didn't beat up that sheep when he found it, but he embraces me and he comforts me. And when I'm afraid or when I'm sad, he is there to, to just let me know that he, he is my, that I'm his and he is mine. You know, sheep are not that smart. <laughs> Let's face it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never seen a shepherd say, let me sh- show you my sheep do some tricks. (laughs) I mean, dogs can do tricks, right? But I've never seen a sheep. sheep. In fact, they they just kind of wander off. I don't know if it's stubbornness or just they're not that smart. (laughs) But you're so thankful for the Good Shepherd. Uh, Sabina, why are you so thankful uh, for being, I don't know if you'd classify yourself as a lamb or a sheep, but you've got a Good Shepherd. Yes, I surely have a good shepherd, uh, Derek. I 
I really appreciate the imagery to the extent that, you know, being a shepherd is not an easy task. You know, traditionally they were taking risk. They had to sleep in the wild. They had to protect the animals from wolves or maybe from lions. And the fact that I know that my God is up to do hard things to protect me is great. You know, being my savior, he has gone through so much to uh, buy me back, right? And for me, this imagery of him continually, you know, taking care of me, making sure that I'm going to stay safe and sound is very reassuring and comforting. Thank you so much for sharing. Well, if we just had the shepherd imagery, We'd say, well, that's clearly pointing to Messiah. But mm -hmm. you mentioned something earlier. I forget who mentioned about the fact that uh, that they were laying down the life. Brittany, I think you kept saying, laying down the life, laying down the life. Mm -hmm. This idea of a suffering Messiah was was so foreign mm -hmm. to Jewish thinking at that mm -hmm. time, right? They wanted a deliverer. Yeah. But let's look at a few prophecies in the Psalms that clearly speak about the suffering Messiah. Zandili, if you could take us to Psalm 22 and read verse 1 for us. Sorry, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Hmm. Does anybody, uh, Travis, does that, I wanted to use a colloquial expression, does that ring a bell? But maybe, does that bring some other event to your thinking? This is a, this is a 1,000 years before the time of Messiah, before Jesus, hmm. a prophecy in a scripture song. Where have you heard those words somewhere else? D Derek, I heard those words in the gospel where, uh, actually in a couple of the gospels, where Jesus is hanging on the cross and fulfilling even of, of Daniel 8, um, where the Messiah is cut off, from, but not for himself. He's literally separated from the Father, and he cries out on the cross, uh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm. Thank you. I think Daniel 9, right? The prophecy in Daniel chapter 9. Uh, mm. Yes, let's keep reading this psalm. Puya, if you could read verses 14 through 18. I've, I honestly feel, and hope Sabbath school members, I, I hope you can sense this, we're walking on holy ground here. Mm. Because a thousand years before Emmanuel comes, as we said, gets very close to us, comes into yes. the human family to save us. There's a prophecy mm. about him, not only crying out, as mm. Travis said, but what else do we learn from this inspired scripture song, verses 14 through 18 of Psalm 22? Yes, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It has melted within me. Mm. My strength is dried up like a pochette and my tongue clings to my jaws. You have brought me to the dust of death, for dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierce my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing, they cast lots. Mm. Samuel, there is so much in there that if anyone's read the gospel story, yes. it sounds like it's a journalist taking yeah. notes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What jumped out at you as you heard this 
This is a prophecy of Messiah in the Psalms a thousand years before it happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when I look at this, it's this person who is going through the suffering, he's helpless. There's no one around to help him. You know, he's just surrounded by these evildoers, and that just takes my mind to the, you know, the to the Mount of Crucifixion where Jesus was crucified. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was surrounded by these heathens who did not know this prophecy, but then the the Jewish people, they were the ones who, you know, uh, like sent him into these things. And so it just reminds me of Jesus and right. suffering. I'm going to go to Trisha Lee. Trisha Lee, there's a lot of specifics in Psalm mm -hmm. 22 in the verses that were read. Was there something else that jumped out at you which which actually happened there, mm -hmm. as uh, Samuel pointed out, on, on the Golgotha's hill. I think about verse 18, where it mentions, they divide my garments, they cast lots amongst themselves. Mm -hmm. And that happened, right? It's recorded in the gospel record, right? It happened. Gladys? Yes, also uh, on uh, verse 16, it said, they pierce my hands and my feet. Now, someone help me with that. Uh, Pedro, I know you know the scriptures quite well. Was, was nailing people to a cross in crucifixion the common way of crucifying criminals? Well, the time of Jesus, yes, but not the time it was written. I don't think we have records of the oh. time of David when he was writing that. That was a type of, uh, mm. uh, of uh, uh, persecution of death. This is a Roman form of Roman execution, form. right? So you see, just describing that, maybe, maybe the psalmist didn't even understand all of what he was saying there, Brittany. I think another verse that jumps out to me is verse 17, mm -hmm. where um, the psalmist says, I can count all my bones. And we know that when Jesus died, not one of his bones was broken. Right. Um, even though the criminals on either side of him, their bones mm -hmm. were broken. And that mm -hmm. um, is a fulfillment of this prophecy a thousand years in advance. Isn't that amazing? I see several hands. I'm going to go to Zendele. Uh, I want to finish the last part of verse 17 that Brittany just spoke about. They look and stare at me. Mm. Uh, they were looking at him until someone said, surely this was the Son of God. Mm. Mm. Many were looking and mocking mm -hmm. though, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he was hanging naked on a cross and yes. they're mocking him, if you're the Christ, come down. Mm -hmm. um, so that idea that Samuel pointed out of wicked have surrounded me. Mm -hmm. Sabina? Also, Derek, I wanted to point to something that stands out for me here, that are in the verses that are, were not read by us. Um, that is the continuation of the psalm. You know, this is the psalm that Jesus he was reciting from the cross. And we do look to the, um, to the passages that we identify with his suffering, but sometimes we overlook the, the ending of the psalm that he was reciting. And I believe he was bringing up to his heart, not just the beginning, but also the ends of the psalm. And if you allow me just to read a couple of those in verse 29, um, actually 27 and 28. So that's what it says there. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. Mm. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nation shall worship before you. For the kingdom is the Lord's and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth shall eat and worship. All those who go down to the dust shall bow before him, even he who cannot keep himself alive. Mm. So 
I, I really believe, and even as a literary resource that they used to have sometimes just to quote the beginning of something to talk about the entirety of it, that Jesus, he was making mention also to his victory in mm. the cross. Mm. You know, that out of that, that suffering that they were witnessing, he was already proclaiming, you know, that all the prosperous of the earth would eat and worship and go anyone before uh, would, be, would bow before him. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. In fact, I'd like us to go back also to verses 19 to 21, Harold, <laughs> because he not only speaks about the evil happening around, but he prays, he cries out to his father. And I think this is important. This is exactly what Jesus did. And I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. And it says, But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help. Come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. Mm. By faith, he's looking to the deliverance that will come, right? Mm. We've got to move on to another psalm. I'm going to ask uh, Samuel if you read Psalm 118. Actually, the psalms... We said in a previous study that Jesus on the road to Emmaus showed from the prophets, right? Mm -hmm. From the law, mm -hmm. the prophets, mm -hmm. and the Psalms, mm -hmm. the things concerning himself. Would you read uh, Psalm 118, another scripture song, uh, verses 22 and 23? And I will be reading from the New American Standard Bible. It says, The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Mm -hmm. Now, that's, uh, that's not speaking about being beaten and, and killed, but it's speaking about being rejected. 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, the Apostle Peter in 1 Peter chapter 2 mm -hmm. speaks about the fact that this suffering had a purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The suffering Messiah had a purpose. Mm -hmm. And I, I'd like us to close this section by looking at first Peter chapter 2 and Tricia Lee if you could read for us a, a, a very inspiring passage first Peter 2 verses 21 to 25 where Peter understands what Jesus the suffering Messiah accomplished for us reading from the New King James Version for to this you are called because Christ also suffered for us, mm. leaving us an example that you should follow his steps, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Amen. For you are like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your soul. Amen. Mm. By his stripes, right. we are healed. The good shepherd does what for the sheep? Lays down his life. Lays down his life for the sheep. So what are your thoughts about that? Travis, uh, the immeasurable, unfailing love of the Savior for us, that he, he didn't come just to talk to us about the goodness of God, 
but to reveal the goodness of God. Mm. You know, Derek, I've contemplated this many times, and um, the question always arises in my mind, what can I do, you know, for all that you've done for me? And there's a song I remember listening to, um, and the last verse goes like this. It says, how much do I owe you, said the man to his Lord, for giving me this day and all the days that's gone before? And then he asked the question, shall I build a temple? Shall I make a sacrifice? Tell me, Lord, and I'll pay the price. And then the, the, the last verse goes like this. And the Lord said, I won't take less than your love, sweet love. God doesn't expect us to do a bunch of things. And, and it just touches my heart that all God wants in return is our love. Hmm. And um, that just that just really, um, it's just so amazing because I feel like we owe him. I, I personally owe him so much more. And yet the gift is free. It's just amazing. Praise God. Well, he is, according to the Psalms, the good shepherd. He's the suffering Messiah. But he's also the eternal king. Mm. Amen. And we want to pause now and go to Psalm, chap Psalm 2. And Stephanie, if you could read in Psalm 2, the first 12 verses, uh, we could look at several of the Psalms that speak about the king. I want to look at Psalm 2 and then just one quotation from Psalm 118. But first, Psalm 2, verses 1 to 12. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, mm. let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Mm. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all those who put their trust in him. Mm. Mm. So this Messiah, this son who will come is going to rule the nations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, one more verse in Psalm 118 and verse 26 which is quoted somewhere, Brittany. If you could read verse 26 of Psalm 118, and then maybe you can tell us where you've heard that during the ministry of Jesus. Sure. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Psalm 118, verse 26. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. Hmm. So where do we hear that in the gospel record? 
I believe, isn't that in the triumphal entry of Jesus coming into Jerusalem? So what are the people saying when they cry out? I mean, they cried Hosanna, right? Mm -hmm. But then they quoted this ancient scripture song. Puya, what are they saying when they're crying out? Is it just like whoever's coming blessed or is it more than that? I believe it's more than that. I believe the people, at least at that point, uh, wanted to accept Jesus as the promised Messiah. I find it interesting that uh, in Psalm 22, when David talked about the suffering Messiah, he didn't use the word anointed, right? So I wonder if the people probably read some of the Psalms that David wrote as the prophecies of the coming Messiah, and some of those is David's own personal story without, you know, considering the possibility that mm. David was prophesying about the Messiah as mm. well. Mm. It's interesting to note in history that, of course, the people who shouted Hosanna later changed their minds. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking uh, of the story in the book of Acts of the Ethiopian eunuch reading another prophecy in, mm -hmm. in Isaiah 53 about the one who will be wounded for our transgressions. Mm -hmm. And he asks, is he talking about himself? Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. right? Or someone else? Right. Mm -hmm. And of course, Philip the deacon says, no, it's all talking about Jesus. Jesus mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So maybe the same thing you're saying, some of these, like uh, Psalm 22, they might have thought, well, they can't be talking about Messiah who's going to be pierced and, mm -hmm. right, mm. laying down his life for us. Well, you mentioned earlier, Travis, about the um, prophecies in Daniel about Messiah. Can you think of a prophecy in the book of Daniel that speaks about an eternal kingdom being set up? Because it appears in the Psalms that uh, Messiah will not only save us, but will set up an eternal kingdom. Well, Daniel, uh, Daniel chapter 2, uh, Nebuchadnezzar is given a dream about a statue. And when, he, the, when that's explained to him, um, uh, we're given a description of that kingdom that would never uh, fail. Would you read part of that for us, uh, Travis, in Daniel 2, uh, verses 31 to 35? Daniel chapter sure. 2, verses 31 to 35 is, as, Dan, as Travis pointed out, a, a vision of a huge metal man, right? Mm -hmm. Head of gold, chest and arms of silver, silver. belly of brass, mm -hmm. legs of iron, yeah. feet of iron and clay. But then something happens as, as uh, they're watching this vision. Mm -hmm. Travis, verse uh, 31 to 35 of Daniel chapter 2. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. You, O king, were watching, and behold, a great image. This great image, whose splendor was excellent, stood before you, and its form was awesome. This image's head was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. You watched while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay, and broke them in pieces. Mm -hmm. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed together and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. Mm -hmm. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain 
and filled the whole earth. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you read verse 44 yet? Let's go down to verse 44 because there's a little more explanation that comes from the prophet. Mm-hmm. And in those days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Mm. All right. So the difference between God's kingdom, which is set up, and who rules as king? Jesus rules as king, right? Messiah. Yeah. All authority is given to him, right? Mm -hmm. He's given a name which is above every Every name. name. Mm. In fact, written according to Revelation on his thigh. Is it on his thigh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. King of... Kings and Lord of Lords. So he's not only the good shepherd and the suffering Messiah, but he is the eternal king. Mm. Amen. Mm. Now, someone's watching today, Harold, and they're saying, well, how can I be part of that kingdom? How can I be part of, of being saved? Mm. Uh, can you think of a story in the Gospels where someone asked to be part of the kingdom? Is there a, is there a story that comes to your mind? Well, I was thinking the rich young ruler, he was given the opportunity. But he turned away, yeah, didn't he? he? turned away. And but can you think of someone else in, in just in the last moments of his life who asked oh, to be part of the kingdom? Yeah, the people on the cross. Could you read that yes. story for us? I think it's found in uh, Luke 23. Yes. It, it's interesting, uh, as you turn to the passage in Luke 23, that at first that the two thieves are cursing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm. But something happens, and while Harold reads, I want someone here, maybe in the studio or one of our remotes, what do you think this one, we call him now the repentant or penitent thief, what do you think he heard that changed his mind? Mm -hmm. Luke 23, verses 39 to 42. And I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. And it reads, One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Mm. Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Wow. Well, you know that Jesus turned to him, right? Mm-hmm. And said, I say to you today, what? You will be with me in paradise. You will be with me in paradise. Brittany. You were asking what changed in his heart. What do you think changed? And one of the words that Jesus said before we see this change of heart is he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the man hadn't felt forgiveness before this point, but he realized that this one can call on the father as his father. Maybe he is the Messiah and maybe he can forgive me for what I've done. Mm-hmm. And forgiveness can soften your heart. So he cries out to be part of the kingdom, Samuel. And he also tells the other uh, uh, thief who is cursing everyone. He says, you know, we are suffering because we have done something wrong, but Mm -hmm. this man has done no wrong. So he's recognizing that he is a sinner and he's asking for salvation. Mm -hmm. Travis? Derek, uh, um, 
I don't think the thief on the cross was wondering if Jesus could save. He knew Jesus could save. Uh, there was, he, when he cried out, he cried out in faith that Jesus would save him and he believed he would. And I think this, that same is available to everybody that's watching. You can believe with confidence that Jesus mm -hmm. can save. Amen. Beautiful. Amen. Maybe the real issue, and we got to go on to him being our eternal high priest too. Maybe, maybe the question was not, can Jesus save, mm -hmm. but is he willing to save me? Yes. And when he heard forgiveness offered to those who were cursing, he thought maybe forgiveness could come to me. Well, mm -hmm. that ministry, which happened even on the cross, is what we want to look at in the last section of our study. I would like to ask uh, Tricia Lee, if you would take us to Psalm 110 and verse 4. The mention of a little-known Bible character who's mentioned in the book of Genesis and also referred to in the book of Hebrews. Uh, Psalm 110 and verse 4. Reading from the New King James Version. The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. So who is Melchizedek, Pedro? What do you know about this uh, person, Melchizedek? So Abraham came, was coming back from a, a battle, and he found his priestly king and his way, and he was blessed by him. And after receiving the blessing, he, he paid tithes to this priest. What did it say about him? He was two things. You remember, Gladys? Yeah, he was the king of Salem. King of Salem. That's kind of a cryptic clue, too, isn't it? What does Salem mean? Mm -hmm. King of peace, right? So he's the king of peace, but he's also priest, priest of the Most High God. He came out of nowhere, right? We really know very little about him. Um, I have a lot of questions about Melchizedek, but I want you to go to Hebrews with me. And let's see how the author of Hebrews points to the order of Melchizedek, king and priest of the Most High God. And I'm going to ask Samuel to read first from Hebrews 6, verses 19 and 20. And I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible, and it says, This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, a hope both sure and steadfast, and one which enters within the veil. For Jesus has, has entered as a forerunner for us, having become a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. So, the typical priesthood we think of the order of Aaron, right? Yeah, right? Aaron, high priest, and his descendants. Mm -hmm. But this is a different order. Let's keep reading. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sabina, if you could read for us in chapter 7 of Hebrews, verses 1 to 3. Okay, so I'll be reading uh, chapter 7 of Hebrews, verses 1 to 3, and that's from the New King James Version. And it says, For this, for this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priests of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being translated King of Righteousness, and then also King of Salim, meaning King of Peace, without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the Son of God, remains a priest continually. 
Amen. Is there anyone without a father or a mother? No. Um, only God. God. Only God. Only God. Right. So the question is, was this king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, a visit from a heavenly messenger mm. or a real person? If it was a real person, he was clearly a type, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pointing forward mm -hmm. to the one, yes. yeah. Jesus, our Savior. We're going to look at one last passage. Pui, if you could read to, to us, still in Hebrews 7, verses 20 through 28. Mm. And then we want to ask, if Jesus is not only our Good Shepherd, prophesied in the Psalms, and our suffering Messiah, and our eternal King, but our great High Priest forever and ever, mm. Mm. how do we respond to that? But let's look at Hebrews 7, verses 20 to 28. Sure, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And inasmuch as he was not made priest without an oath, for they have become priests without an oath, but he with an oath by him who said to him, the Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. By so much more, Jesus become a surety of a better covenant. Also, there were many priests because they were prevented by death from continuing. Mm -hmm. But he, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost of those who come to God through Him, since He always lives to make intercession for them. Amen. For such a high priest was fitting for us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens, Amen. who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices, first for his own sins and then for the people's, for this he did once for all when he offered up himself. For the law appoints us high priests, men who have weakness. But the worth of the oath which came after the law appoints the Son who has been perfected forever. Amen. So in the three minutes we have closing, if we do have a Messiah prophesied in the Psalms, right? According to the order of Melchizedek, high priest forever, one who provides access mm -hmm. to the very throne room of God and intercedes for us. How should we respond to that? Well, Hebrews 4 gives us a clue, but I want you to give it to me, Stephanie, in your own words, because he is the good shepherd, right? That's right. He's the suffering Messiah. He is the eternal king. Mm. How do I respond to the fact he's also our forever high priest? That's right. Um, come boldly. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's used in that verse, but truly we can come boldly and ask for him mm -hmm. to help us wherever we are. You know, I life. know we don't have a lot of time, but we should read <laughs> Hebrews chapter 4. And let's at least read verse 16 of Hebrews chapter 4. Thank you, Stephanie. And the New King James Version says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hmm. That's the invitation. Yeah. So someone's watching today, Puya, and they're going, is, is that really for me? <laughs> Maybe they feel like the dying thief. I've done so much. What, what would you say to that person? If God 
intentionally work through David and the authors of the Bible to tell us so much about the Messiah in all different aspects. This is for everyone, including you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you say, Derek, really me? And the answer is, yes, my friend, really you. He is able to save, we just read, to the uttermost all who come by faith to mm -hmm. Him. I want to invite you to trust the Messiah prophesied long ago, every prophecy fulfilled in the life, ministry, death, resurrection, and ascension and high priestly ministry of Jesus. Trust Him today. Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Mm. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I just want to thank you that you are a God on a mission mm. to save your lost children. Amen. I want to thank you, Jesus, that you are the good shepherd. You are the suffering Messiah who laid down your life for us. You are the eternal king. And Lord, you are also the great high priest who ever intercedes for us. May we trust you, Lord Jesus, in all things, even today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. You say, Derek, I made that decision. Hallelujah. And go out and tell others about a wonderful Savior who's able to save all of his children. Go out and be a blessing to those around you.